Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. I'm Dustin. And I am Tim. And welcome to our second episode of Zompocalypse Now in a whole week. Yeah, we're actually recording this on the same night as we're uh, recording the season, the mid-season finale of Fear of the Walking Dead. But this yes. is the first episode of Preacher. Preacher. Now, um, I have to tell you that for some reason my DVR did not record the first twenty-ish minutes of the uh, of the series premiere, which was an hour and a half. So we don't know everything that happened. There is a gap, however. Yeah. Um, but I we think will, we got the good, the good stuff. We will probably actually fill that in uh, without too much trouble here. Um, but yeah. so uh, I've read the comic. That I have this not is based on. And um, one thing that they've been very, very clear about with producing this show is that it is not meant to be a literal, straight yeah I've adaptation, heard that too. and that there's they're looking at a. They're giving more backstory. They've they've changed things around. Even here in the first episode, how these characters have met and some of their histories together is not actually mm-hmm. the same as the comic. Um, Arseface, the kid who we see at the top of the stairs, whose face uh, is um, mm. unfortunate. Can unfortunate. We, in, yeah, yeah. In the comic, he doesn't look like that at this point in the story. He doesn't. That isn't. He doesn't have that happen to him. Until Jesse is firmly uh, in control of his new abilities that we just get a tease of tonight, hmm. um, and I so didn't know none of that. So there's, I mean, there's, there's obviously things that are completely different. So, but we're establishing a, a different kind of world here, which is good actually, because when you look at, um, well, I think some of the best adaptations of a material take it and look at it at a fresh angle. I don't think that you can't. You have to be allowed to let your media dictate what you're going to do. Right. Comics are a very specific kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so are movies, and so is television, and so is podcasting. Mm-hmm. And so you have to dictate, you have to allow your media to dictate you, to you. You can't try to cram, you know, that's what happened with Ang Lee and the Hulk. Right. Ang Lee tried to cram a comic book into... A movie, and it just turned out, oh. Seth Rogen and, and all these guys have been very, very clear that their goal is to to give us something that's new and entertaining. And they've mm-hmm. had, they've had the creators of the comic involved. There hasn't been the fact they just I just saw artwork. the The comic book artist, oh yeah, did a whole new version of the cast based on the on the actors. Oh, the really? part. Huh. Um, so yeah, it's it's. Clearly going to be different, and that's okay. Right. Um, and but the cast looks great. The uh, just from in broad strokes, I'd say that uh, it's one of those shows that people are going to be sitting there going, "Oh, you did what?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I felt I felt very like engaged and entertained with the last hour, far more than the hour of television we watched before it. Oh well, that's easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so for those of you who don't know, uh, if if this is your first exposure to preacher, you haven't 
you haven't watched the episode and you just picked us, happened to, you know, you were listening to our Fear of the Walking Dead stuff and Walking Dead stuff and decided that you wanted to see what we're doing next. Um, Preacher is a story of Jesse Custer, who is a preacher down in Texas. But he's not a very good one. Not a very good one. Uh, he's violent, picks fights, um, punishes the guilty, has a dangerous past with a dangerous woman. Yeah. Um, and um, he is basically having his faith just beat down. He, he does. He doesn't. He's he's not really believing anymore. Right. And he has a painful past in the form of the death of his father, who is clearly executed. In yes. the flashback this weekend. In the comic, there's a whole series of issues that deal with Jesse's extended family. And if we go there, it's going to be some really disturbing television. Uh, because his family is jacked up. I don't know nothing about it. I'm considering going completely preacher fresh. Like not reading it's the not comic, a bad idea. comic at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was part of the problem when we did the original Walking Dead. Like, I would, you know, you watch it and you're like, but this, you know. Right. But So I'm kind of considering just going going completely clean. I, I think I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to go completely clean on Preacher, not read any of the comics, uh, and just enjoy the television show for the television show. And I'll tell you that I've already, it's this was a very good premiere, I think. Mm-hmm. It gives you an idea of, you know, Jesse is having a really bad time. Mm-hmm. He does not like the situation he finds himself in. Um, he's presented with a way out in the form of Tulip, the mysterious, dangerous woman from his past, showing up. And she shows up in a couple of different fun ways. First of all, she, uh, uh, we basically see this great scene of her tearing through a cornfield with uh, people trying to kill her. Right. And it does not go well for them. Well, yeah. Also, um, Mythbusters has busted the cornfield driving. Of course. It would be like driving into a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's just, you know, one of those things. I'm that... pretty sure they're going to myth bust uh, her bazooka assembly, too. <laughs> but <laughs> This is how you make a bazooka. That was hilarious. She, she grabs two adorable moppets uh, who are clearly going to grow up to be serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, uh, and they help her build a, a, a rocket. A rocket launcher. Yeah, so she's like, stay inside. Don't come out till the noise stops. They come outside when the noise stops. There's a crashed helicopter and a guy with oh. toy soldiers embedded in his head. And they're like, awesome. <laughs> and then she's like, see you guys later. Have fun cleaning up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she shows up and she's like, I got a job for us. And he's like, I don't take jobs no more. And she's like, you're lying to yourself and everyone around you. And of course, and it drops the whole, you know, clearly they used to have a relationship thing yeah. and. We don't, we're not involved anymore, and it's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you yeah, two are obviously. so like, yeah. Let's back up for a minute here, and, and let's talk about the beginning of the episode, because we did go back and watch it, because we could. Um, and essentially, you have the opening scene is this big title card that says, you know, Outer Space. It's very comic booky, and the, the graphics and the imagery is very, very almost old-school 1950s science fiction. And you hear this alarm go off, and this this thing comes screaming across the screen this this 
uh, energy meteor looking thing and it comes tearing through the solar system and it zips down through earth and goes into this African church and it uh, goes inside this African minister who's preaching in front of his congregation and he he basically uh, uh, gets zapped and, and everyone's screaming and he feels shut up and they all do. And suddenly he's filled with all this power and he's like, I am the prophet and I have the power. And then he just blows up and blows, you know, blood everywhere and it's splashing all over people. And it kind of really sets the tone for what this show is going to be, which is very much this sort of, you know, over the top, you know, kind of insane thing, which we've already seen with, with, uh, you know, uh, teaching children how to build bazookas. And we have this, when we're, when we're introduced to Jesse, he's giving a terrible, terrible sermon. He just clearly is not at all good at this. And then there's a, uh, an after church social kind of thing where one of the, uh, this, this kid comes up to him and says, my, my dad is, is beating up on my mom. And can you do something about it? You know, we've heard about, I've heard about your past. And Jesse's like, uh, you do realize that violence is wrong, right? And the kid's not impressed and pretty insulted um, by this um, less than enthusiastic response that, he, you know, he, he's expecting the preacher to do something about it. And he just obviously Jesse isn't going to do it. So it's, it's you know, we, we're establishing that Jesse has this past and that, that there's this weird kind of, you know, People are going to this church because they go to this church, and Jesse is just not the preacher that anybody needs. And then we're introduced to Cassidy uh, along the way as well. And, and Cassidy is this, uh, we, when we first see him, he's on board this plane, and he's you know like an attend, flight attendant or, or something, and he's you know, partying with these high rollers, and everything is going great, and everything's having fun, until he realizes that they're not actually going where they say they're going. Because uh, he can tell by where the sun is and the plane, and they're flying the wrong direction, and suddenly they're all trying to kill him. And it's you know they've they've pulled up you know axes and they're shooting crossbows at him, and he's fighting back and he's just decimating him. He's you know there's blood everywhere, and he's got one guy pinned to a wall, um, and one of the guys he hasn't killed yet pops up and he's like you know sprinkling holy water on him, and Cassidy's like, what are you an idiot? And rips his throat out. You know, he's a vampire. And because, of course, Irish vampire, why not? And then, he, you know, he realizes that the pilot uh, is one of these guys, too. And so the plane is going down. So he grabs, he, he takes a big swig from basically the spigot he's made out of this guy. And uh, then throws himself out, the air, out of the airplane. Um, after downing a, a, basically a mug full of blood. So, and a, oh, and grabbing an umbrella which will not be useful for him later. Um, it's just a really insane action sequence. And, it's, and between the car through the cornfield uh, and, and the fight scene that'll be coming up with Jesse, you know, the level of violence and just, and just high intensity of the show is pretty, pretty amazing. The actor on that show used to be on a show called Misfits, where he was hilarious. Mm -hmm. But there's also, he's also got some other organization that he's talking to. So it mm. looks like, because, you know, he's on the phone with those, whoever it was. And they, you know, can just cancel your cards and... and well, okay. Uh, well, when he was in... When Jesse's starting to get into the fight with the the Civil War reenactor. 
And just he gets into that fight with the Civil War Civil War reenactor words, um, because kid comes to him and tells him that mom is getting beat up. Okay. By dad. So he and goes to check that out, and it turns out mom kind of likes it. Mom's into it, and uh, you can see the look on Jesse's face. He's like, okay. But he gets back to her husband, and he comes to, uh, well, to beat the crap out of Jesse. Mm-hmm. And it Which doesn't, doesn't work. Well, it starts off. It starts off going well for him. Oh, but then he says he's going to go have to beat up his kid, and. And Jesse's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And he says, somebody, you're going to be making a high-pitched rabbit squeal kind of noise. And uh, you'll know it when you hear it. And then it turns into a big old brawl and Jesse mops up before everybody. I kind of would love, I need for more shows to have preachers beating up Civil War soldiers in a bar. <laughs> Well, I think you at least have this one. I didn't know I needed that until tonight. <laughs> but I need it. I need it to be part of my life. I have great faith uh, if they are even remotely going to be similar to the comic. He will be beating up a lot of people while wearing his preacher's outfit. Oh, that'll be nice. Um, because he is, as he said, uh, not a very good preacher. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, so meanwhile, while all this is going on, there's a force moving through the world. Mm-hmm. Trying on different religious leaders for size. And when um, they don't. They get them in kind of popping. Yeah. And being bloody all over the place, including Tom Cruise. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, and that was really funny. Tom Cruise is dead. It's clear that there's this, this thing is looking for something. And right. If, and as Jesse is, uh, they throw Jesse in jail. Mm-hmm. Because of course you're not supposed to be beating up people in bars, right? And breaking their arms because mm-hmm. he, uh, the the sheriff comes in and even tells him, you know, that's enough, preacher. And he goes, Oh no, I'm almost done, and snaps the guy. <laughs> and then he makes the mewling bunny noise. Of course, because he told him, he warned mm-hmm. him. In all fairness, he did say it was what was going to happen. And so then his, I guess, the lady. Like, we, if you go to church, you know this lady. She's the one who, like, volunteers for everything. And she, like, she's, like, there early every day setting up the bulletins. And she she seems to be on really far too good terms with the staff. And, and so, apparently, she bails him out of jail and takes him to the church. And he tells her that he's going to quit. And he's, and she's looking at him a lot like she's in love with him. Yeah. You know. And she's got some kids, and and so even his, him telling her that that he's going to quit, you know, she's like, "You're never really here anyway," and yeah. just go away. And then she, when when they're alone with the kids, she has a little, a little meltdown, tantrum, a little meltdown. But uh, but you know, so we'll see. So he goes back to the church, and he he asks God one more time. He's 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 wanting God to talk to him, right? And, and God, earlier he told Eugene, who is known by Arseface, mm-hmm. but I kind of like Eugene. I think I'm just going to keep it Eugene. That's um, all right. Anyway, so he tells him that no matter what you do, God still listens to you. That's part of the deal. Like, God will forgive you. And But apparently he has been struggling with this himself, this feeling that he is not forgiven by God for... Whatever is in his past, and and clearly, I mean, you know, 
Tulip, Tulip is, Tulip is in many, you know, is a thief and an assassin, and and so obviously, you know, Jesse's been involved with that world, right? And, and to some degree, to some degree, I think they're giving more, it, because we're not going to have so much of the show is going to be fresh for people who have never read the comic. They're never going to have the context. Yeah, but it's another place where they're giving more depth and more or detail to the life that Jesse and Tulip had before because they don't they don't go into quite as much detail in the comic as you would think. Um, they just drive the story forward a lot. Um, and so that was actually that's actually a nice thing to actually go back in and give these characters a little more backstory. Okay, sure. Um, but so he he prays, he gets down on his knees. There's silence as there often is when it comes to talking to God. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's a noise. And something comes in. And starts pushing the views around. And it, it looks like the predator. And it sounds a little bit like a baby. Yeah. And then it zaps zaps Jesse and he wakes up a number of days later. Three days later. Three is important. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, well, well, think about it. I wasn't 100% sure because she said that Cassidy moved in three days ago. But it doesn't say that he was out of it. For three days. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's. I. That was my impression was that he'd been out for three days. Okay. Well. Okay. We can. We can probably go with that. I'm sure that that's what they're going to stick with. Uh, even though it was slightly confusing there, and I'm nitpicking because it's late and I'm tired. But you know, whatever. Whatever, Tim. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so on the way, as as he realizes that he's you know. It's Sunday morning, so he's got to get up to church. He's late. Mm-hmm. He just throws on some clothes, so it means he's got to be stinky as all hell. Right. Um, but he goes there, and one of his parishioners comes up and who's having a problem with his mom. And and he's a middle-aged guy, and mm-hmm. mom's in a nursing home in Florida. And Jesse just says, you know, okay, you'll, you just got to be brave. Go tell her how you feel. Open, your heart, your, open up your heart to her. And then he goes and does literally that. Yeah, and... Uh, Jesse tells him what to do, and he does exactly those things. He's brave. He goes to see his mom, and tells her how he feels, and then uses a kitchen knife to burst his own sternum and tear out his, his own, own heart and hand heart it to her. Heart and hand it to her, like which, you do. You know, I don't think was was exactly what Jesse meant. It was not the intent, no. But um, it's a hint of what has happened because, and and as we get forward in the show, and, and I guess spoiler for you, um, what what Jesse saw, what happened is that they're in the comic book, and we'll see how well they stick to this because I mean they're already mm-hmm. moving around from it. But in the comic, um, this entity that was the offspring of a demon and an angel um, called Genesis uh, breaks is is imprisoned in heaven and breaks free and goes tearing through the earth and it ends up inhabiting Jesse mm-hmm. and it gives him the power to basically have the word of God. He can, no. he will tell you what to do and you will do it. Oh, that's nice. So if he tells you, go stick your head up your ass, that's what's going to happen. Um, and that's obviously there are unintended consequences, which we saw tonight. And hilarity ensues. Um, and, and, and a lot of blood. Um, but he also, it also gives him a quite, it, it makes it very, very clear that there, you know, there should be somebody who should be answering because heaven and hell are obviously real because mm-hmm. this is, you know. So it kicks off the whole story. Now, 
we haven't seen some of the things that are going to be in the com- that have been in the comic, like the ghost of John Wayne is like usually hovering around. The ghost of John Wayne talks to Jesse in the comic. Okay. Yeah, it's just I mean it's it's this like mild hallucination that he has, and it has to do it has to it goes back to his his father dying when he was a kid. It's a whole bu- all backstory stuff, right? Okay. Which sure. we haven't seen any of that so far, but again we're hitting it from a different backstory angle. Um, but it's really I mean, this is just it's. For as as violent as it was, I kind of had the same feeling watching this as I have when I watch um, uh, Winona Earp over on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, is that it's for all the violence and, and however dark it gets, there's still a level of fun in there. Well, I think that I think that a lot of that's going to probably be um, the fact that we have Seth Rogen involved, who. Aside from being, you know, kind of a nerd, is also a very funny man, and it's probably going to push us into a, a darker, more lighthearted place. Well, the comic was very funny, but it was all it was often it was gallows humor. It was very black humor, and there certainly was that tonight. But there was also some just you know funny dialogue stuff and things. Um, and for those of you who don't know, this is they have tried to make this creature into a... I mean, the, the comic book came out in the 90s and early 2000s. So it was... It's been a long time in the making. And uh, they've tried... They've, they've looked at doing it as a movie. They've talked about it. And Seth Rogen, basically, he and his writing partner just wore them down. Well, and I think that AMC is ripe for this sort of thing. Oh yeah, I would agree. Like I think that they're trying, they're trying some things, some new things uh, that normally they wouldn't try. Well, I take that back. As long as you're a white dude with some problems, <laughs> AMC's there to tell your story. Like they're ready. AMC's ready to tell your story, white dudes with weird problems. And so if you're like a a white dude who has to face the zombies or a white dude who's got a brain brain cancer and has to make meth or a white dude who is a sketchy lawyer or a white dude whose drug addict brother makes you open a restaurant or a white dude who is a preacher that has a demon inside of him, apparently. So um, basically what you're saying is is that AMC is the home for broken white dudes? Yeah, sure. Well, we got to keep them somewhere. No, well, you know, if you're a white guy who... Who reads a motorcycle gang and you think your uncle killed your father and sleeps with your mother? Yeah. That's Hamlet? Yeah. Well, and also, it's also some of it as Sons of Anarchy. Right. Yeah. Which was also here. So, again, this where if you are looking if you're looking for the broken white dudes, come, come to AMC? Yeah. We know yeah. where to find them now? Yes, we know. We know where to find the broken white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Still, but it's... Where we're seeing some, like the CW network has become the DC Comics network, mm-hmm. which is good now that Supergirl's moved over there. Right. I'm very excited about that. I actually am too. Um, I think it's going to be a good, it's the crossover, potential for crossovers is is so much easier now. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so much more fun. Although they, they're saying that, that Callista Flockhart might not follow them. Right. But I, and I would hate to lose her because she's so good. Well, you know what the solution is? Is it because because she's on a different Earth? Mm-hmm. That what they'll do is there'll be something that'll happen, and they'll end up she'll end up being trapped on our Earth, and so Callista Flockhart could be a guest star every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, or they were talking about bringing her show up as Power Girl, what? because well, because Power Girl is is the Supergirl of of another dimension, uh-huh. of another reality. So. 
Um, but that was when they were st- when she was still on CBS. So they were thinking about that. She might show up more in the in the regular shows, in the other shows, as Power Girl. But we'll see what happens now. So anyway, um, so yeah, first episode, solid, fun, very violent, not for kids. Um, even more so than the Walking Dead shows, where we tell you. We used to write these when we were writing the reviews, is letting you know that that it was inappropriate. It was in, made for adults. That mm-hmm. we were, and this show is going just going to be more of the same. Um, oddly enough, our fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, we might we were we were swearing more in frustration than, yeah. than anything. Here, um, just the premise itself is is right in, made for adults. So, uh, but fun. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm I think it's a great start. Yes, I agree with you. Now I think I've got our our recording set up to record correctly. So, so it does it's not going to argue with us. Yes. And so by the time uh, by the time I actually have all this edited together, uh, we will probably have found those missing twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, and if we have to jump in, we'll 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 come back in and, and point out what important thing we didn't talk about. But otherwise, um, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back next week with more of Preacher mm-hmm. and. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and sci-fi for me and horror for me. Um, hey, if you are uh, if you are listening to us on podcast.com, thank you. We can see the downloads over there. Um, if you are listening to us over on iTunes, if you could if you could like us or rate us or any of the things that let us know you listen so that we can actually keep track. iTunes does not give us that information. Um, and we would just like to know that if you if you're liking it over there, let us know. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. We will see you guys next week. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 